Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Life, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan, and together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are headed out to the beautiful Columbia River Gorge for a stop in one of the more up-and-coming destinations along the banks of the mighty Columbia. Any guesses, uh, Jamie? Well, it's not fair, Jim, because I <laughs> I already know. There's, you already know. We've played this so game many, before. So many good towns along the gorge, both on the Washington side of the river and the Oregon side of the river. That's one of my favorite things to do is to drive 84 or Highway 14 and just like stop off in all those little towns. Yeah. And one of the towns I don't stop off at enough, but am going to be stopping off at a lot more now is the lovely town of Cascade Locks. Yeah, so we're talking uh small town, Oregon side of the gorge, about a 45-minute drive east of Portland, and roughly, give or take, 20 miles west of Hood River, um, all along Interstate 84 there. So, uh, Jamie, I think the, the crux of it is uh, Cascade Locks can be a little, little overlooked, dare I say. And uh, there are some good attractions that have it maybe on the up and up a bit. Yeah, Jim, that this is what I've been noticing about Cascade Locks lately is, you know, it's always been a nice stop off for a lot of people going through the gorge, but there's a couple of new breweries in town and some new action going on in Cascade Locks that just really has it kind of at the top of attention right now. And I think this is a time when it is really sort of staking its claim as this is, no, it's not just about Hood River in the Oregon side of the gorge. Cascade Locks is a place to go. It is a destination town just as much. And I think that's great. It's really nice to be able to have a new spot um, or an old spot to go in the gorge for folks to stop off, have a bite to eat, have a drink, go for a hike and have a good time. Get an ice cream cone at the East right. Wind Drive-In. Uh, we'll hit all of that. But first, we are going to talk about the town's top-notch adult beverage scene. And here to do it with us is Andre Meunier, my boss and uh, otherwise known as the Oregonian beer guy. Andre, how's it going? Hey, guys. Going pretty good. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. Uh, we normally work on all, all matters of news together, but we don't get to talk about the brews nearly enough. So the reason we're doing this show right now is, is we put together a package all about Cascade Locks. And as part of that package, you wrote a couple of stories uh, about two breweries in town, Thunder Island and Gorge's Beer Company. And uh, Thunder Island is, is perhaps... Uh, at least in my humble estimation, probably the best known offering in Cascade Locks. And I'm hoping we can start there. You know, a, a quote in your story, I think, gets to, to the heart of the matter. And this is uh, a guy named Dave Lips. Uh, he's the co-owner of Thunder Island. He said, I've always been shocked it's not more of a destination. It's so close to Multnomah Falls. Why wasn't it more popular or have more breweries? Andre, why not? Uh, well... Good question, I guess. Uh, you know, the Cascade Locks is an old mill town. And, um, you know, it's right by the uh, Bridge of the Gods. It's right by bon um, Bonneville Dam. And it's always sort of had its sort of quirkiness. You could stop and get, you know, fresh salmon there. You, mm -hmm. Like, as you mentioned earlier, you can get a foot tall ice cream cone <laughs> from East Wind Drive-In. 
you know, which is what we would do on our way back from camping or, or a hike or whatever. But for whatever reason, it never really had a, a, a destination place where you could go put your hiking boots up or your ski boots up and have a beer and a burger and, and, and have some good quality there. But that has changed in the last year, year for sure. And and Thunder Island, Andre, I, I have not been to its brand spanking new location, but it started in what I'm going to kind of naively say is an incubator space. I know that's not exactly the right word, but it started in a small space owned, I think, by the city of Cascade Locks, if I remember correctly, and has now grown. So walk me through a little bit of the charm of this place and, and kind of what its path has been. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it actually started in a building and on land owned by the port of Cascade Locks. Port, got it. Yeah, and that was in 2013. Um, and Dave and his partner Daniel Hines, who is now who who now oversees the barrel aging program at Breakside, uh, they were home brewers. And uh, Lips found this place, and it, it was it was affordable. It was a good space. It was right by the river, and he thought, you know, I think someday Cascade Locks could take off. And man, that guy, uh, I, I should take stock advice from him because it's starting <laughs> to happen. So he put in the work. Uh, Heinz left after a year or two to take that breakside job. And Lips and his wife, Carolyn Lips, um, they have put in the work. And after, well, what would it be? Five, six years, they started thinking about building this new place on the main strip through Cascade Locks, which is called Wanapa Street. And this place they have built is just spectacular. It's uh, it's two stories. I want to say two stories. It's got an elevator for uh, eight, for ADA accessibility. Um, it's got a beautiful big dining room, just window filled. A lot of roll up uh, window garage style garage doors. It's got a bunch of outdoor seating that overlook the Bridge of the Gods, overlooks the Columbia River, overlooks the Columbia River River Gorge. Um, you know, you're not going to find better views than you can find at Thunder Island Brewing. And, you know, honestly, when uh, the times I had been there previously, I wouldn't say I was all, always wowed by their beers. They were pretty hit and miss. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was a lot of turnover in the brew house and they never really could get any consistency going. That has changed. They have a new brewer, Jen House. They hired her in February, last February. She uh, brewed at Russian River Brewing, which, as you probably know, uh, is famous for Pliny the Younger, Pliny the Elder. And then she was at Double Mountain in Hood River. And she left there to come take the head brewing job at Thunder Island. And she's killing it, in my opinion. When I was there two months ago and I went through a flight of Thunder Island beers, they were, to a beer, fantastic. And they covered styles. There was uh, their IPA, they had loggers, they had winter ales, uh, they had uh, an Oktoberfest. Um, you know, she's, she's just nailing it. So uh, Thunder Island is really uh, catching lightning in a bottle as far as I'm concerned. It's such a great asset for Cascade Locks, I think, you know, because you have, like you said, Andre, really, really good beer that you don't have to go all the way to Hood River to get. And those views from the brewery there are are fantastic. I mean, you can look across the Columbia River um, at Table Mountain is kind of the main peak you can see right there from Thunder Island. Uh, on, a, on a nice, beautiful day, it is just, I think, one of the best places to drink beer in the region, quite frankly. Um, but of course, you know, that is not the only 
big brewery that is happening, Cascade Locks, right? We have now sort of a newer brewery coming up and making this really now uh, more of a scene here in Cascade Locks. So Andre, what can you tell us about Gorge's Beer Company, which is sort of the uh, the new the new place in town? Yeah, well, Gorge's has um, done something similar in that they built just a beautiful uh, tap room and kitchen restaurant on Wanapah Street. Uh, it's probably, I want to say, three blocks. Uh, what direction would that be? East of mm-hmm. Thunder Island. It's directly across the street from Eastwind uh, East Drive-In. And um, it's just, it's kind of an immaculate place. They've got a, you walk in, there's a bar, uh, a bar there with a bunch of beer taps. They've got their blending tanks behind there, really beautifully appointed with uh, sort of reflecting the 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 environment outside with trees and uh, with the gorge there. The second floor is another dining and, and drinking space. And then the top floor, they have a, another full cocktail bar, a couple of uh, big outdoor patio spaces, also with great views. Uh, a couple of years ago, they took over Coalition Brewing in Southeast Portland on Ankeny Street. Mm-hmm. And they started brewing out of there. And they've always had the plan to build in Cascade Locks. They're going to build their big, uh, tap room restaurant and potentially a brewery there. Um, they started serving out of there. One of the owners is Travis Priest. Uh, he is the owner of Ankeny Tap and Table, which is right across the street um, from Gorges mm-hmm. in Southeast Portland. And he and a business partner started their idea to do Gorges, and they brought on uh, brewer Brian Kilty. He's the former head brewer at uh, Lompoc. Uh, Lompoc Brewing, mm-hmm. which closed a couple of years ago, and he's really a highly respected brewer. Um, and I think the timing just worked out really well for them to get a top top notch brewery when uh, when Lompoc unfortunately closed. And he's killing it there too. He's making just a, a wide range of beers. His his sort of sweet spot is um, kind of fruit forward, not, not necessarily fruit forward beers, but fruit inspired beers. Um, whether those are lambics or tart beers or sour beers. Um, he also makes a really good range of IPAs and classic pub styles. Um, but you'll always find something really creative at Gorgeous Beer. So, Andre, we've got two breweries in Cascade Locks that both do, as you say, really good beer, both with really good views, both right there on the main drag. Uh, what are each of these two breweries doing that might set them apart from, from each other? At Thunder Island, you're going to get um, a pretty solid range of pub styles and lagers. Gin is really dialed in with those beers. Um, that's, that's traditionally what Thunder Island has done. At Gorge's, you're going to get a little more experimentation. Kilty also spans pub styles, but he does farmhouses. Uh, he loves a good saison. He does lagers. He does tart, barrel-aged fruit beers. Um, but he also regularly brews a range of IPAs, um, including West Coast's hazies. He does smoothies. Thunder Island is starting a barrel aging program at some point, but it's nascent at this point. There's just not, not a whole lot going on as far as that goes. And then at Gorgeous, for, for example, when I was out there, I had a raspberry chipotle stout. <laughs> it was just <laughs> wow. ridiculously good. Um, I had a black currant saison. Um, I had a Belgian ale that was uh, barrel-aged on grapes. That's the kind of creativity you're going to do. Every January, Kielty releases um, an Irish Stout um, series. 
uh, aged in whiskey barrels. And the one coming out this month is, uh, it's called the Stout of the Gods Experimental Series. <laughs> and it's, so I'm looking forward to trying that one that's coming out this month. Love that. Uh, raspberry Chipotle. That is not a, a combination that I, I think I would have jumped to on my own, but it kind of sounds sneakily delicious. So, Andre, uh, I, I guess what we're getting to the bottom of here is plenty of options for the beer drinker in Cascade Locks, plenty of reasons to go out there. But, Jamie, you recently were raving about uh, a, a little something different out of the town of Cascade Locks. You, you got a cider from Son of Man, and uh, that's another Cascade Locks option that you said was uh, downright delicious. Yeah, Son of Man just had this sort of upset victory in um, one of Spain's most acclaimed international cider competitions and uh, won silver medal at that. And so Son of Man is now sort of putting out this cider and you can, um, you know, go to, go to their place there in Cascade Locks and, and have some. But I found it just in, um, in town in uh, the Alberta co-op where I, I get my groceries and had a can oh, really? and thought, wow, let me try it out. And, you know, it's sort of that more, um, Basque style cider. That's a bit different than the sweet ciders we're used to, to having here in the U.S. Um, I found it to be just really, really solid and really tasty. Um, nothing super fancy, no special ingredients or anything like that, but just like a really good, solid apple cider. I love that. And then we'd be remiss uh, not to mention uh, as well, Jamie, uh, we've got the cider drinkers, we've got the beer drinkers, also have the wine drinkers covered in Cascade Locks with Landmass Wines, uh, which uh, our, our freelance contributor and colleague Michael Alberti also recently wrote about. Yeah, Landmass is basically to know mostly for like their, their sparkling wines, their white wines, their rosés, that kind of like nice summer day kind of wines. If you imagine yeah. going out to the gorge, you know, it's a hot day in the summer. You're getting some of that breeze blowing through, sitting down with a nice glass of rosé and getting a good view. That That's kind of what you want from there. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I, I have to pull this, this, uh, fun bit from, from Michael's story. He wrote that Landmass is known for catering to kind of the young wine drinking audience, if you will. Um, but the owners of, uh, Landmass, they want to be the Dolly Partons of the wine world in the sense that they, <laughs> uh, bring everyone together. They want to be the fun new guard wine, uh, that you share with your parents and, and they're in, you know, they're all about it, uh, kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, I appreciate that perspective. And, uh, basically, uh, long story short, there's a little something for everybody in Cascade Locks. Andre, I want to kick it back to you here for one more question here, because we're talking beer, we're talking cider, we're talking wine. These are all things that, you know, people have been talking about going to Hood River for, for years mm -hmm. of that being sort of like, you know, the, adult beverage capital of the gorge do you feel like cascade locks now has a chance to sort of uh step in there and stake a claim of its own i wrote in my stories that it's become a beer destination of its own and, and i really believe that and both of the breweries you know they're actually kind of working together uh to create kind of a critical mass of interest in people coming out to cascade locks they're they're friends they're viewing each other as allies and partners uh, instead of sort of rivals because they feel like the more they do that and they work together and market Cascade Locks as a place to go, it's going to work for both of them. And I think that's true. One of the things they both breweries told me was that they, they really want to embrace this idea that um, we are halfway on your trip out to Hood River. Everybody thinks about, oh, let's go to Hood River and check out the breweries. Well, Cascade Locks is half an hour max outside mm -hmm. of the metro area. 
And so they're sort of promoting this idea of you can come out for a beer and a burger and be back home, you know, in mm -hmm. less than an hour's travel time, as opposed to going to Hood River, which, you know, at times can feel like kind of a day trip, mm -hmm. a half day trip. You know, you've really kind of got to make more of an investment in time. And then you're more likely to run into pretty big crowds wherever you go, especially if it's on the weekend in the summer, right? We've all had the experience mm -hmm. of sitting outside a frame for an hour trying to get in, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because it's worth it. But you know, now you have worthy options half an hour shorter, um, you know, and whether that's coming back from the mountain after you're skiing uh, or you're going for a hike or, you know, whatever you're doing, you're coming back home from Montana like I would be doing and, and I'm getting close and I'm hungry and I've been driving for eight hours. Uh, you know, I used to just blow by it. Now I think it's a really valid uh, alternative to say I'm, I'm going to stop at Gorges or Thunder Island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the other thing I didn't mention is that speaking of Freem, they opened their warehouse uh, and a barrel aging facility in Cascade Locks, too. And at some point, I kind of think if Thunder Island and Gorges take off, Freem may just be tempted to open a tap room mm -hmm. in that facility there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the permitting situation is there or if they feel like that's going to cannibalize their place a half an hour down the road. But I don't think the place a half an hour down the road really needs any more business because I can't <laughs> handle what's coming there now. So I say, come on, Josh, open up a, another place in Cascade Locks. Hey, you're just <laughs> angling for a half an hour closer uh, right. to a free destination there. <laughs> Can you imagine a little taking a bus out there, which they've got buses out to Cascade Locks? Uh, taking a bus out there, doing a little pub crawl with Freem, Gorges, and Thunder Island, and then getting a foot-tall ice cream at East Wind after. <laughs> That's a day, boys. That's hey. right. You're, you're talking my language there. Uh, yeah. I love it. I, I, and I'll say, I mean, a half an hour of travel, uh, all things considered, it's a pretty straight shot. For those of us who live in the Portland area, it's not altogether that much farther than getting in your car, waiting in traffic, driving, you know, you can burn 20, 30 minutes in the car in Portland really quick. So yep. just hop on I-84, buzz out to Cascade Locks, grab yourself a pint or two, an ice cream cone, drive safely, uh, and have a good old time. So Andre, thank you for inspiring the idea and coming here onto the show uh, today. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you talking about my stories and uh, talking about the breweries. It's a, certainly a fun topic for me to talk about. Absolutely. For us, too. Well, folks, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk some more about what to do in the lovely little town of Cascade Locks. All right, folks, we are back talking about the Columbia River Gorge town of Cascade Locks. And Jamie, we spent the first part of the show talking all about the adult beverage scene, which, mind you, to just hit that nail on the head one more time is mighty fine. But aside from sampling the local offerings, Jamie, there is plenty to do to work up your appetite, starting perhaps with, I would say, the two most famous options of uh, going through town, which is the Pacific Crest Trail, uh, of course, the mm -hmm. famous footpath stretching mm -hmm. from Mexico to Canada. And it's uh, kind of a counterpart, if you will, in the sense that the trail goes across the bridge, the lovely Bridge of the Gods. Jamie, with that combo, I, I think you're hard pressed to think up a better hiking trail and a better bridge. Maybe that's a little bit of a hot take, but uh, I'll stand by it. 
Yeah, I mean, Bridge of the Gods, I think, is probably the best-named bridge in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. Yeah, There's a hot Hands take down. for you. I, uh, I don't know that that's even hot. I think that is <laughs> spot on. Um, there's a whole uh, sort of story behind that that we won't get into right here because it's sure. uh, complicated. But look it up. It's very interesting. Uh, Pacific Crest Trail is obviously, I mean, it's a great, big, huge, long through-hiking trail. But if you want to just do some day hikes, um, going from Cascade Locks is a great place to do it. There's Trailhead right there in town that will take you off into the forests of the gorge and many points beyond. Uh, so it's a great spot to do a little bit of day hiking in there. So, I mean, one of kind of the, the, the main day hikes you can do from Cascade Locks from that trailhead we're talking about is the hike out to Dry Creek Falls, which is mm-hmm. one of many waterfalls in the gorge, of course. Um, it's about a four and a half mile out and back day. Pretty easy trail to do and at the end of it you get a nice little uh, waterfall there uh, of course the caveat since we're, we're in the middle of winter here is that a lot of these trails will often close due to landslides or other you know issues in the gorge snow ice what have you so definitely check the accessibility before you try to go all the way out there and do it but if it's a good season you're you're looking for something to do something to like you said jim work up an appetite get thirsty um Dry Creek Falls hike is a really awesome place to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you know what, you've seen the waterfall and you want a little bit more, just work your way back to the main Pacific Crest Trail and meander to your heart's content. Uh, that's the beauty of a uh, couple of thousand mile trail, Jamie, is you can <laughs> go as far as you'd like and turn right back around. So uh, unless as far as you'd like is the 2000 some miles it stretches, which uh, in that case, uh, you're, I suppose, out of luck. But um all in all jamie uh the the pct lovely on the oregon side uh you can also continue of course on the washington side if you so choose that's uh necessitates a crossing of the uh bridge of the gods of course but uh you can do that as well and uh you know cascade locks proper may not be known for a bunch of other hiking options but uh, look across the river, Jamie. You mentioned Table Mountain before. It mm-hmm. is right there, smack dab uh, from your you know viewpoint uh, there in Cascade Locks. Of course, the PCT stretches beyond for days uh, on the Washington side, and you're not very far from many of the other offerings out in the gorge. Oh, yeah. So you are mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to go bored if you're looking for uh, <laughs> no. a couple of options, to say the least. If you just look at the map at Cascade Locks, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the Eagle Creek Trail right there. Mm-hmm. You have, like you said, Table Mountain, which is a very difficult hike, one of the most difficult yeah, in the gorge. True. But then you've got Hamilton Mountain right there and Beacon Rock right there. You've got Waklela Falls is right there. And, I mean, you've got the um, historic Columbia River Highway State Trail, the walking and mm-hmm. bike path yeah, right yeah. there. Um, Jim, as you know from personal experience, yeah. you can ride your bike from downtown Cascade Locks get on that trail and pretty soon you're in a really, really beautiful section of paved bike path that takes you by a bunch of waterfall and Columbia River viewpoints. Yeah. Honestly, tough to beat. Uh, Great bike ride, beautiful hiking. Uh, Jamie, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more we're making a case for Cascade Locks here. Uh, That's the whole point of this this episode, I suppose. But leading with the beer, you know, I think is kind Mm -hmm. of the flashiest thing that brings people to town. Uh, mention the bridge, which probably is is the second best known uh, thing about town, maybe the first. 
and the PCT and other hiking options to round out that trio in no particular order. So, uh, Jamie, lots of goodness there, but we, we've, we've glossed over one thing that we should mention and, uh, we've failed to mention to this point one more, uh, that is in kind of our, our, uh, top of mind about Cascade Locks. The first is East Wind Drive-In, Jamie. We've referenced mm-hmm. the, the, the foot tall ice cream cone a number of times before, <laughs> but you and I have stopped at East Wind, uh, yeah. for a little treat together before. Uh, this is kind of your, uh, picture perfect, uh, drive-in isn't quite the right word, but drive through and walk up ice cream and quick food, you know, burgers and such type mm-hmm. stand that uh, has a little bit of indoor seating and is, uh, dare I say, Jamie, perfect for what it is. Absolutely. I and mean, this is like any, any of your classic Oregon drive-ins, you know, it's got the the big sign up front, the neon, the hamburgers, the little picture of the penguin holding the ice cream cone. Uh, yes. Um, just a classic, classic establishment. You know, if you were looking for something simple, a burger, a shake, ice cream, um, that's your spot to go. There's the one thing about Cascade Locks where it really, really is different from, say, Hoda River is that the food options in town are, are limited. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got food obviously at Thunder Island now and at Gorge's Brewing Company. But, um, aside from the breweries, you're looking at basically East Wind or if you're looking for another, um, sort of quicker, really nice food option. Jim, I love, uh, Brigham Fish Market, which is oh, yeah. also on the main drag right there. Um, this is uh, indigenous owned fish market where you can either get some salmon to go or you can, you know, get some nice uh, food to go that's prepared there. So they do basically a simple menu, fish and chips, um, probably some of the best fish and chips you're going to get in the gorge. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty uncontroversial to say <laughs> they've got clam chowder. They've got salmon chowder. They've got po'boys and they, they have, um, you know, quesadillas even. So they've got all kinds of stuff there. Um, so I think, you know, if you're looking for a quick meal as you're driving through town, or if you've, you know, had a couple of pints and you're looking for some food to, <laughs> to soak that up in your stomach, stopping off at Brigham Fish Market or at East Wind Drive-In, those are both going to steer you in the right direction. Absolutely. So Jamie, uh, the case has been made, I think. The case uh, has been made. The case has been made for Cascade Locks. Uh, I I have yet to go to Gorges. I've been to Thunder Island a couple of times, but in its old location. I really enjoy uh, the PCT out of Cascade Locks. I've done that trail or you know portions of it a number of times, and uh, really like it. Uh, it's one of the places where you can, I think, as we've referenced here on the show before, kind of see how uh, sections of the forest burned in the Eagle Creek fire in 2017 continue to grow and change which is always interesting and uh ultimately as we kind of hit home in the first part of the show jamie 30 minutes uh from portland give or take Mm -hmm. it's pretty good it's a solid morning trip solid you know half day trip you don't have to work very hard for those of us who do live in the portland Mm -hmm. area and for those who live a bit farther away um from cascade locks worthy stop i would have to say on your way to and from wherever it is you're going absolutely you know whether you just want to you know go up there on a rainy day like it is as we're recording today and sit inside and have a beer and look out at the rain or if you want to go to thunder island and sit there and look across the river and and get the courage to hike up table mountain uh (laughs) whatever you're looking for i think cascade locks just is a great great place to kind of anchor 
your excursions yeah. in the Columbia River Gorge for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, Jamie, I'm looking at the the clock right now. It says 1149. I think we can make it there by lunchtime. <laughs> uh, what do you think? You think the bosses are let us kick off uh, for the afternoon? Uh, well, I mean, you, you have to ask your boss. He was just here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Andre <laughs> was just here. I could have I could have convinced him to get in on on the you matter. You should have. What are you doing, Jim? Uh, man, I'm telling you, missed opportunity, Jamie. Well, uh, I, I won't hold my breath, but I will bring uh, the episode to a close here. So, folks, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.